Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. <coughs> we'll open in a word of prayer. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come here tonight, Lord. We um, thank you for just allowing us to live in a country where we come here, where we can come here free of persecution. We, Lord, we pray that you would just um, uh, help us um, tonight just to listen to what's being said lord i pray that you just um, help calm my nerves and that you'd help me to speak uh, clearly and um that you just um speak through me lord i pray that you just forgive me if i say anything that's wrong lord and that um those things would be forgotten that only your truth would remain i pray that you just um work in our hearts and our minds lord that you would just um help us to apply what we learn tonight and that um, we would be more christ-like from it lord in jesus name Continuing on through our study of Titus and moving through chapter 2, much faster than chapter 1. We come to Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. Titus chapter 2 and 11 is part of um, so one of the well-known verses. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 and 13 are verses that most people would know. It's one that people tend to remember when they... Re- need to sort out certain things when they're trying to lead somebody to the Lord. But what these verses are as well is they're concluding statements to Paul's previous um, address about different groups of people and how they should conduct themselves. This is Paul summing up the rest of the the arguments that he's put forward for, for that part of the epistle. We've seen that he has addressed the aged men and the aged women, the young women and the young men and the servants. Paul now is just concluding with a th- or summing everything up. What we find here in, ver- in verse 11 are two great truths about our salvation. And it's very important for us to know these two great truths. It's very important for us to remember them because they, they're, they are two truths that are constantly under attack. They are two truths that have had enemies, that will have opposition. And if we are to defend them, we must understand them. Therefore, we will look at these two great truths tonight. And the first truth that we find in verse 11 is that salvation is by grace. Salvation is by grace. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. It is very important that we realise that our salvation comes not because of how we work or not because we are chosen, but rather because it is comes by grace. Without God's grace, we would never have been saved. Without God's grace, we have no hope of salvation. And the word grace here means favour or gift. Without God's favour... There is no hope of salvation. We could easily read this, for the favour of God bringeth salvation. For the gift of God bringeth salvation. And grace is very important. It is the unconstrained and undeserved favour and goodwill of God towards mankind. Now we, we must remember that we cannot save ourselves. Ephesians chapter 2 makes that very clear. Turn with, turn with me to there. Ephesians chapter 2. 
looking at verses 8 and 9. For the grace, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is, a, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Our salvation is by grace. It is a gift. The reason for this is because so we can't boast. The reason for this is so we cannot say, I'm better than somebody else. I have worked for my salvation. Mankind cannot pay the debt of sin that he owes. Mankind cannot cover the debt. And so God, by grace, has for us. And it's important for us to remember this because there may come times when we may think that our, our salvation is not real. There may come times when our salvation will come into doubt. But we can rest in the fact that we are saved by grace, not by works. You know, grace does not stop at salvation. It continues on. Grace doesn't simply get us to salvation and then no longer applies to us. You know, it is a very important thing that we all still struggle with sin. We are all still plagued by the sin nature. Even Paul faced sin in his life. Turn with me to Romans in chapter 7. Romans chapter 7 and verses 19 and 20. Romans chapter 7, verses 19 and 20. Nine. Ah, nine. That's For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Even Paul struggled with sin. Even Paul had his days where the temptations of this world had influence over him. You know, we all still have that sinful nature within us. And oftentimes when we fail, that sinful nature tries to influence us more and more. It tries to convince us that God's grace isn't enough. Or it tries to convince us that God's grace is now void. You've sinned. You've rebelled against God. Surely you're not saved anymore. You've broken his, his trust, gone against him. Surely you have to work that off before he will accept you again. You know, this is some of the lies that sin tries to get us to convince us of. It tries to convince us that grace must be paid for. It tries to convince us that God is not simply not a loving father, but rather he is a judge that sits at a table with a set of scales. Every time we do something wrong, he places that on one side. And every time we do something right, he places it on the other side. And he will only listen to us when the good outweighs the bad. But this is not who God is. God is more of a father with open arms, ready to embrace. 
He's someone who loves us and his grace overcomes sin in our lives. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 1. First John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, we don't have to pay off the debt once we are saved. We don't have to do anything to maintain it, our salvation. Rather, all we are required to do is confess that we have sinned and God, who is faithful, will forgive us of them. He will cleanse us of them. Now, we are saved by grace and that salvation is maintained by grace. Turn with me to John 10. John chapter 10, and verse, starting in verse 28. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. In grace, God holds on to us. By grace, he reached out to us, and by grace, he holds on to us. And there is nothing that anyone can do to take us away from him. There is no act that we can commit that will take us away from him. There is no scheme of man nor power from Satan that will make him cast us away from him. No, he is a loving God, a gracious God. Therefore, he keeps us by grace. And it is very important for us to realise this. As I said, there, will come, there are days, no doubt, where we will struggle with salva salvation. Days whereby we may have doubts, but we can always trust in the grace of God. But God's grace doesn't just simply bring salvation. You know, the, this is not the only truth that we find here. We also find that salvation is for all men. Salvation is for all men. For the grace of God and salvation have appeared to all men. God does not choose who will be saved, who will be condemned. He does not choose who is worthy and who is not worthy. Because in truth, none of us are worthy of salvation. None of us have done anything that would deem us worthy to be saved. So God stands instead as a loving father ready to embrace all who come to him. He stands in grace, wanting all to come to him. The word here appeared means to display or reveal, to give light or to shine. You know, the world is a dark place and man is blind and he travels around this, this world groping in the darkness. He has no idea what to do. There is no hope. He is lost and dying. But Christ came as the light of the world. 
He came to give hope. He came to be a beacon for people. Turn with me to John 1. John chapter 1. Starting in verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Christ is the true light that shines to every man. God's grace has shone into the dark world and is a beacon to give hope to the lost and the dying. You know, God has no wish to condemn people. He wants all to be saved. Second Peter tells us this. You know, we don't have to, but we don't have to worry whether God has chosen us for salvation. Because God's grace is for whoever believes on his son. And God's grace is for all who will come to him. There are those who would try to tell us that God's grace is only a select few. There are those who would try to oppose this wonderful truth that salvation is for all men. From the lowest to the highest, from the richest to the poorest, from the most vile to the most upstanding person, salvation is for all. Now we must understand salvation may be, be for all men, but not all are saved. This is one of those things about the word appear. It is revealed to all men, but not all men accept it. And this is a sad thing. There are those who refuse to believe. There are those who refuse to accept the wonderful gift that God has offered by grace. You know, not all men, men, not everyone is saved because they haven't done good works. Not everyone is saved because they were not elect, but because they refuse to accept that gift. This is the clear teaching of the word of God. But because grace has given salvation, because by grace we are saved, and because that salvation is for all men, we don't need to doubt whether our salvation is, is true or not. We don't need to worry about whether we are part of a select few or whether we have worked hard enough for it. Our salvation is by grace and it is for all. Each individual must choose to accept or reject God's wonderful gift. They must choose to read and take what God has revealed to them. That is a decision that everyone must make. Back in chapter, the cha first chapter of John, verses 9 to 12, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came, came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them 
that believe on his name. All we have to do is believe. That's all that is required of us. Now this is a wonderful truth. Salvation is for all men. Now, have you made that decision to trust him? Or are you still living in defiance? Have you reached out and taken which he has freely given? He has freely offered it. It's, inver- it's a very important decision to make, but one that will have amazing rewards or dire consequences. And for those who are saved, we should never forget these two truths without, about our salvation. Salvation is by grace. Therefore, we have no need to work for it. We have no need to worry about whether we have done enough. We don't need to worry about whether our sin has made his grace deep. Whether our sins have made our salvation of no effect. We need to remember that salvation is for all men. That salvation is for everyone. Therefore, can be saved. We have no need to worry about whether we are part of a select group or whether we aren't worthy of God. God wants all to be saved and so he has offered it to all. The only thing holding them back is man himself. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we once again thank you for allowing us to come here tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that um, you have such amazing grace, Lord, that you have offered salvation to all and that we can all be accepted, Lord, as the sons of God. Lord, we pray that you would just help us to have confidence in our salvation, that we would not doubt it, Lord, when we allow sin to um, have its way in our lives, Lord. But we pray, Lord, that we would have the confidence in you, Lord, that we would confess those sins and that um, the relationship between us would be stronger, Lord, for it. We pray that you would just um, work in the hearts and minds of the Lord, that we would become more Christ-like and that um, for those who may not be saved, Lord, we pray that you would just um, shine, Lord, your, lo- your grace and allow them to see it, Lord. We pray, Lord, that they would just um, ask questions, Lord, or even make that decision to accept you, Lord, and believe in your name. This we pray in Jesus' name.